Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 35, Reka Recalls. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I have an interview with my friend Reka Banerjee, whose message I first played in Episode 19. While visiting Minnesota a couple months ago, I was able to play back the message she left and get her response. I interviewed her at Punch Pizza in the so-called Central Park Commons, an outdoor mall in Egan. We met in Egan because it was convenient for me while I was staying with my mom in Rosemont. Okay, here is the interview. Here we are in beautiful Egan. Not by choice. It's going to sound like I live in Egan. Rake has come to visit Egan. Rake, thank you for visiting. Where are you visiting from? I'm visiting from South Minneapolis, USA. Let's listen to this. Hi, this is Rekha. Thanks for still wanting to give me a ride. Um, I want to go... There's like a buses at 7, 7.30 and 8.30 and I probably want to take one of those, but if that's... I don't know what you're, whether you were planning on doing this in the evening or what, but that would be better for me. So I'll call you after one, I guess, to discuss the details. What's your response to that message? You know, I guess I'm just like hearing my voice and thinking I sound really sweet and innocent. I'm confused if if I'm asking, if you're giving me a ride, why are we taking the bus? Are you giving me a ride to the bus stop? I think I think you're asking me to give you a ride to the bus station. Oh, okay. Or it could have been you were in Madison and I was on my way to Minneapolis for a visit. I don't. I doubt it, though. Well, but you were calling my house in Chicago. I see. So, so. Oh, of what, course. You would have been in Chicago. Why? Why would you have been in Chicago in fall? Oh, yeah, because I took some trips back. Uh, to, to visit yeah, people. Yeah, I remember visiting Anjali and Jesse. Who else? So you would take the bus down from Madison to visit your old friends in Chicago. Definitely. What do you remember about me visiting Madison? Oh, yeah, I remember we were in that house on North Few Street. That's where I was staying when you visited and for some reason I have this very vivid memory of you. There was something in the news about a house on fire and you said to me, Reka, if I were stuck in a house on fire, would you get me out? Would you come in and save me? And I just, you know, I was just kind of sidetracked, not really paying attention. I said whatever I said, and then you just got even more insistent. Would you save me? Would you save me? But Reka, I need to know, if I was in a burning building, would you save me? And it got pretty intense. I remember that. So when did you move from... Chicago to Madison? Yeah. So I, I finished at Chicago in spring of 88. I spent the summer in Minneapolis and then I started and I had a summer job at the Wedge uh, Co-op and then I started at Madison in, the, in September, end of August 
1988, whenever they start their terms. What's the Wedge Co-op? Now it's a really big um, business and actually it's the, they had to change co-op laws so that it could own a farm and now owns a farm. Actually, we're in Egan. It owns Gardens of Egan Farm, which I later was involved with through my uh, organic farming work and educational service work. But at that time, the Wedge was a really tiny, dinky little granola-style co-op right at 22nd. Well, it was probably closer to Franklin and Lindale. And then when did you start Madison again? September of 89, 88. Part of the reason I left Chicago was I was really into exploring progressive politics and learning about myself and different, different, like I, I was into finding out about the world and, and in ways that were not the traditional narrative, you know? And there was so much student activism there. And there was, yes, and that's what I really loved. Like, I felt like I was learning a lot, and I'd go to the feminist bookstore, and I think it was called A Room of One's Own. So I was taking South Asian studies, and my friends were involved with the newspaper, The Cardinal. And actually, one of them, Anthony Shadid, became the bureau writer for, you know, the Middle East, for the Washington Post, and then I think the Times, and he died in, oh, in Syria. But I think you actually gave me a, a shirt, the Madison Insurgent or something. Yes, that was my friend's paper. It was a, it was a leftist paper, the Madison Insurgent. Chip Mitchell, who's now a radio reporter in Chicago. So my friend started a progressive student party at UW-Madison, and they called it the Black and White Party because it was supposed to be black and white people. And I also felt that was an unfortunate name since, you know, I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> they came into power at Madison and they were appointing everyone and they, and they thought I would be perfect to be the women's affairs director or liaison or whatever it's called. And I turned it down. I was so petrified of speaking in public and saying something which could then be criticized. I was just frozen by that. I was involved in the Asian American Student Union. And I remember at one of our meetings, we were having a discussion about whether we're gonna back the black and white party or do something else. And, and I made a comment. I don't remember what it was, but it, in it was a suggestion, we can wait and not do this. And then all the conservative students in that group said, yes, we must wait. And we were not going to endorse anyone. And we ended up being the only student of color union that did not endorse the black and white party. And I felt personally responsible for that because I had brought up this suggestion they had all grabbed onto. So that was the kind of power I saw that I had when I opened my voice and I was afraid. And I didn't want to have that power. Well, that's it. I realize the interview ends on a down note, but unfortunately the battery on my recorder died. On the other hand, Reka's dismaying experiences of campus activism I think will resonate with a lot of folks. I want to thank Reka for sharing her memories. 
One clarification. Wedge Co-op sold the Gardens of Egan farm in 2015, which by then had actually moved to Northfield, Minnesota. Why that happened deserves a whole different podcast. For this podcast, I hope in the future to have many more interviews with people who left messages back in the late 80s. If you left a message on my machine, or if you have saved old phone answering machine messages yourself and would like to participate in this podcast, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.